Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Mina Adnani. Mina, you are a high performance and business coach, and you are the CEO of Strong and Shine, found on the web at strongandshine.com. Mina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting. Yes, it's exciting for me too, and it's exciting (laughs) for uh, our friend that's listening to us right now. Uh, Give us an overview of what you do at Strong and Shine. I'm a business coach as well as a self-empowerment coach. I help women get rich. That's my tagline. And uh, there's different components to it. So there's three components to it. The first aspect of it is their personal growth. Because initially when I started my coaching journey, I thought that I could help women build success and build wealth. But then when I started working with women, I realized that there was one aspect of it that I had not thought about, which is the lack of self-worthiness, the feeling like I'm not good enough. Again, do I have what it takes to create success? So instead of expecting my prospective client to meet me where I was at, I was making sure that I met them where they were at, which is helping them develop that sense of self-worth first. And then the second aspect of it is business. Nowadays, as you know, uh, people are more interested in becoming digital CEOs. And so I help people quit their nine to five, become digital CEOs and create the coaching business. And then the third aspect of it is more around money mindset and abundance. So I call that my three uh, piece, which is personal power or personal uh, growth. Second one is um, personal brand. And the third one is personal wealth. Yeah. Um, so, well, there's a lot that we could, well, you've, you've perfectly laid out uh, exactly you. what we could be talking about today. Uh, so, Mina, uh, let's start with maybe these ideas of, you know, someone who goes, oh, well, I could never be a millionaire. Millionaires are, you know, kind of like what I see on TV and in the movies, you know, and that's not me. I wasn't raised a millionaire. I just, I don't, uh you know, I just don't have the means. I, you know, um, what are what are some of those misconceptions that that you see folks having that might um, cause for themselves this really big delineation of belief? Wow, that's such a good question. There are so many of them, and I think a lot of it depends on the upbringing as well. Depends on cultural limitations and the family beliefs around money, around success. So if I were to use myself as an example, I grew up in a very conservative family where I was supposed to be married off at the age of 17. And that's exactly how the the women in my family, that's how their future was paved. So I grew up thinking that I couldn't build success, but 
I think I was a very different case since I was a child. I was very, very driven by success, driven by ambition, because I knew if I wanted to live my life on my own terms, I needed to become financially independent. But my culture didn't support it. And I would say I'm an exception to the rule where I actually broke tradition, broke norm and became the first educated person in my family, became the first millionaire in my family. But to go back to your question, what is it that stops people from thinking that they can create success or become millionaire? There are many beliefs around it, Josh. Some of the beliefs is people, I think subconsciously think that their past equates their future. And the truth is, if the past was anything to go by, we wouldn't have stories like Steve Jobs. We wouldn't have stories like so many of the successful people in the world who didn't come from money. These people actually came from rags and they literally are rags to riches, not because they created overnight success, but because they were driven by their vision. And the second belief is I am not educated enough. I don't have enough experience. It's too late. It's too old. All of these self beliefs that we impose on ourselves, which prevents us from being able to create success because we self cancel before we actually even start taking the step towards becoming a millionaire. And uh, Mina, obviously, you know, you work with a lot of females. Um, who are some of the female business leaders that that you really um, admire or you think might be listen if you're looking for a couple of good inspiration stories go read so and so or you know go take a look at their life yeah i actually love reading about very successful people men and women alike simply because i think that a lot of us really just look for the glamour in their story. We look at their story oh. and we're like, oh, wow, I just want to be like that. And I just wish I could be like that. But what they don't understand is that behind all that glamour, these people actually build in the dark. I always say there is no such thing as an overnight success. These people built in the dark. So I love reading success stories of people because I really look for, for how they started because success leaves clues and when we learn about their story we realize that these people one thing i find in common in all the success stories is every single one of them dealt with failure not once not twice but multiple times and that's when you start realizing that failure is not the opposite of success that's what we are taught but failure is actually and route to success. If at all, it is a prerequisite of success. And when you start reading stories like that, you realize that if you actually, and I always tell my clients this, if you failed, you actually step closer to success. And if you don't have the appetite to fail, you have no business actually dreaming of and believing that you have what it takes to succeed. But my inspiration, and it has always been the case since I was a teenager, my inspiration has always been um, Oprah Winfrey, because I really love how she's carved out her life, how she's created her life from somebody who came from poverty and becoming one of the top richest women in the world. And of course, not just about the wealth, but the impact she's been able to make at a global level. Yeah. Um, Mina, let's let's talk about someone who might be listening to us right now. And let's say that they're doing some freelancing, you know, they're getting their bills paid, but they're like, yeah, but how do I break through uh, any suggestions for someone that's kind of just been plateauing <clears throat> earning enough but you know certainly not 
you know, mega abundance. Maybe they've had a couple of good months, but then most months are kind of like, eh. Like what, what are, what are the, uh, is it, is it activity that they need to different activity they need to focus on? I love this question. And I think this question is going to be very, very helpful to a lot of people. So I would really still put it under my three, three, three frameworks that I shared. The first one is really write down a list of all the reasons why you think you don't have what it takes to build success. And then ask yourself whether these reasons are facts or just opinions. Because when you realize that they are just opinions, you've already taken away the limitation. The second thing you need to think about is building your personal brand online. A lot of people think that in order for them to be able to make money, they have to first put in money. In order for you to build your personal brand online, and I love what Gary Vee says. Gary Vee always says that, you know, Right now, we are living in unprecedented times. If you have a social media account, you literally already have a media agency. You don't need to be buying spots, you know, and to, to be able to run ads. You don't need to be spending money to be able to get more exposure. You can actually start promoting yourself and knowing how to strategically build your personal brand online by creating content, by showcasing your work, by talking about what you've achieved, by talking about how you've helped your clients. When you start writing or even doing videos, whatever type of content resonates with you, you start attracting people. This is what I call uh, attraction marketing. I think a lot of people spend a lot of time sending DMs to people, forcing people. And I think that mm. that to me just doesn't work. Build your own personal brand because when you do, yep. you will attract people. And one very important thing I want to mention about building your personal brand is a lot of people give up when they write and they don't get likes, you know, we are so addicted to instant success. When you don't get your likes, you start telling yourself, I'm a failure, I'm not good enough. People are not interested in what I have to say. That's why I said work through the first part of it first, which is that personal growth and, you know, believing in yourself. So once you start realizing building a personal brand, it's success is a marathon, it's not a sprint. Be consistent, keep showing up. Over time, you will see that you will start attracting the right people. And the third thing is personal wealth, knowing how to manage money, knowing that you have the right mindset around money, knowing that ultimately abundance is something every single person deserves and you're not disqualified for any reason. Just because you may come from a background of lack doesn't mean you have to continue believing that you are going to live in lack. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting, Mina, you know, so much of what you're talking about is mindset. And I think that there's some people that might hear that and go, yeah, no, it's, I think it's tactics. I'm not sure. Like, and, and then I can tell you, because again, having interviewed over 1400 folks, you know, six, seven, eight figure business leaders, it is mindset. Yeah. I, I know you, I know, I remember what it's like to be at the early stages and just say, if I just had the tactics, yeah. then it would all, you know, that's, and so they run around. And unfortunately, there are a lot of quote unquote gurus who will sell tactics and it ends up being very, very frustrating for people. Yeah. And then they, and then the Mina, what's awful is that they blame themselves when mm -hmm. the tactics don't work. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just like you said, you know, it's like, um, you know, when you truly become 
a remarkable person and you communicate and you you lead with generosity and it's just insanely easy to get to know you. And I should also point out, Mina, and this will kind of pivot into my question here, uh, is you know, when you solve a unique problem and you're a unique solution to a unique problem, boy, that really, look, you don't appeal to everybody and that's okay. But to the people who really need what you have to offer, you become insanely valuable and you certainly become big ticket and you be certainly become sought after. And I'll just close with this because <laughs> it's your interview, not mine. Uh, is, yes, I love it. I love it. I love what you're saying. Yeah, I could just tell you that it, it, it will feel so much easier. And you, yeah. when you get to that point, you'll look back and you'll look back at the struggle and, and you'll say, wow, uh, Mina was right. <laughs> I remember that conversation I heard with and, her and, and Josh, you, especially you know? because you said, and you as well, because you said you've interviewed so many people. And like yes. you said, that's the same thing that keeps coming up, right? Mindset, mindset, it's mindset. mindset. And what mindset. I feel bad about Josh is that this is something that we are not taught. Growing up, we are not taught this. And most people fail because of mindset, but nobody talks about it, which I think is really sad. Mm, yeah. Um, Mina, how do you work with people? Like, what does that end up looking like? Like, because you certainly, you're, you're, you're very inspiring, um, but, but what does engagement look like with you? So I do a few things. I do one-on-one -on -one programs and I also do group coaching. I also do speaking. So there's, it really depends if I work with a company, whether what is it that they need, um, training and coaching or um, group coaching or one-on-one. -on -one. So I work with clients on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And usually, of course, these are high ticket clients. But if people are interested in group coaching programs, I launch group coaching programs at different times. And so they can just look up at my website. All the information is there anyway. Yeah. Um, you were talking about back on your social media here. Um, you're kind of pinpointing the number one reason that you see a lot of online entrepreneurs or one of the biggest mistakes that they make. What, uh, what, what do you see as, you know, some of the most predominant mistakes that um, kind of more online based entrepreneurs are making? Um, there are many. I'm going to point out a few. Yeah. One is all right. Write write this down uh, to our friends. Here we go. <laughs> one is when people start. You know what I'm about to say, Josh. Actually, ties in with what you were talking about earlier. Uh, earlier, you were talking about the mindset around it and the failure. So you know when people start initially, what they have is shiny object syndrome. What yeah. they do is. As soon as they start, they clearly started because they were inspired by somebody who made a lot of money online. And they think like, oh my God, I'm going to make a lot of money online. But then they think that they compare their page one to someone else's page 100. And so because they feel like they have to sprint, when they start, they start and they go in so many different directions, which is like going on all every single social media platform. Now, that is not the quickest way to succeed. That is the quickest way to burn out. And so when you start in all social media platforms, I don't recommend it. I always say conquer one, be really good at it, generate money, and then hire freelancers to help you grow the other uh, uh, social media platforms. Good advice. Good advice. So, so that's the one mistake people make always feeling like they need to be everywhere. Second, they look at other people's strategies and they think like, okay, if that person implemented that strategy and that strategy worked, I'm going to implement it. But going back to what you said earlier, 
you have to be someone who solves a unique problem and you have to be unique yourself. Someone else's approach may not work for you. So for example, if you're not the type who can do video and you see someone else killing it on video and you force yourself to do it, you're not going to be operating in flow. And when you don't operate in flow, you will not, you will be resisting your business and ultimately you'll not be happy. I think the third biggest problem I've seen, Josh, is comparison. Comparison is the worst thing. I see so many uh, entrepreneurs who I work with, they come to me and the first thing they tell me is, I feel like a failure. And when I ask them why, they tell me that so-and-so started at the same time as me, so-and-so has been able to generate X amount of money, I'm still exactly where I am, I don't know why, and they make it about them, you know, I'm a failure. And I tell them that, imagine what it would have been like if the past year you didn't compare yourself to someone else. Where would all that energy go? You would go, that energy would go into you building your business instead of you beating yourself on your head about how you're not good enough. So those are three main ones. There are many, many different reasons. I think that uh, a lot of online entrepreneurs uh, are quote unquote fail, but I, those are the three main reasons. Yeah. Um, on your website, Mina, um, and, and uh, your URL, uh, oh, jeez, I just had it right here, strongandshine.com. <laughs> so I was like looking at you on uh, LinkedIn as well here, uh, which you, your LinkedIn game is very strong, by the way, I should Thank say. You. Um, but you Go ahead. I post every day on LinkedIn. I really love LinkedIn, the community, the network. It's amazing. Yeah. Your website, strongandshine.com. You've got some great resources here. Let's um, take a look at this right here. Where, when someone goes to your website, what would you recommend that they do? Well, it again depends on how familiar they are with me. I mean, if they just they are familiar with me and they just want to know about my courses, I have a courses section. And then if they want to um, know a little bit about my story, of course, they can go to about. Um, I would love to talk about one thing, Josh, and I think that this is a very interesting thing to talk about. Story. Being able to share your story, if you know, you asked earlier about, you know, if you're a freelancer, how do you generate uh, money? And I talked about building personal brand, right? How do you become unique? How are you unique? How do you actually stand out amongst everyone else? What people forget is that we're living at a time where your personal and your business no longer is separate, especially if you're building on social media. You being able to share your story authentically is what makes you stand out. One of the things that I struggled with initially was sharing my story. And I'm talking about this in reference to my website. I share very openly in my website about having lost my finances in 2016 and rebuilding myself to seven figures in 2018 because initially I used to not want to talk about it. I used to feel embarrassed because, like I said, coming from the background that I do, women were not supposed to be successful. And it was almost I was apologetic for taking up space mm. for being successful. And it was like, Shh, you know, don't speak too much because then you're going to stand out and you shouldn't stand out. But as I started becoming aware of the stories in my head and how I was limiting myself, I started openly sharing my story. And when I did, I started attracting clients who either had gone through a financial loss and when I became the source of hope for them or people who were stuck in a scarcity mindset. So really knowing how to use your story in a way that is powerful and building your personal brand 
that is unique will definitely help you generate clients. Yeah. And you can go ahead and start at strongandshine.com. <laughs> Mina Adnani, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Josh. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stop by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.